Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Just before we go to Louis DeBrusque, here's a quick sampling of what our texters are saying on the Ashley Fine Ford's text line. Uh, this one comes in out of Edmonton and says, Well, Bob, I'm old school, but the only thing that will save uh, Shifley from a big suspension is status. Could you imagine if Zach Cassian made that hit? He'd be gone for the remainder of the playoffs. Sean says, Absolutely no place in the game today for a hit like that. I think a four-game suspension is warranted. The Fizzler, always keeping me honest, says that hit was more Bush League than the Sky Place Luncheon. That one comes to us from the Fizzler. I have no idea what that's about. Actually, I do. You can text us at any time. Uh, one more here. Ter- uh, Terry says, Bob, the hit did not have to happen. Shifley had enough time to let up. It was a predatory hit with the intent to injure, hence the suspension needs to happen as far as I'm concerned. He doesn't get to play till Evans comes back, and I don't care how long that takes. Accountability needs to be part of the game. All right. And again, I, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Matt Barnaby was like, no, that's not a good play. Um, Sean Avery. Keep your blanket head up. That's He was one of those guys that played that. Uh, I always thought Sean Avery was a bit of a spot picker myself, but that's neither here nor there. I wonder what George LaRock's going to say about George or about Sean Avery at 135. Uh, we go to our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrus joins us right now in Oilers Now. Hi, Louis. How are you doing? Doing okay, Bob. How are you doing today? Putting out some flames? <laughs> what do you mean by putting out some <laughs> Well, just, you know, obviously a pretty heated topic and yeah. uh, the hit by Shifley on Evans and just, you know, and rightfully so, I get it. You know what, it was a, it was a, it was a huge hit. It was a massive collision, no question about that. And you know what, listen, when I first saw it, I, I just was like, wow, did he ever come back and absolutely race a guy? And then when Evans didn't get up, then you start to have concerns. And you're like, boy, he really got hurt on that hit. And then there was a lot of concern when they bring the stretcher out. And it just changes your whole mindset and tempo. And listen, I mean, I've been around the game for a long time, and I've seen a lot of big hits like that. And I honestly want to tell you that 
99% of the time, they jump right back up and he'd be celebrating a goal and finishing off the Winnipeg Jets in game number one. And we probably wouldn't be having that big of a discussion about it. But um, in this case, he got really injured on the play. And that's why we're talking about it, and rightfully so. And But listen, I... I don't know. I, for me, I'm, I'm kind of down the middle on this one. I, I thought that he led up probably tops of the circles, right around the dot, started to coast in, saw a guy coming around the net and just committed himself to the hit and absolutely blew right through a guy. And you're allowed to do that in the game of hockey. You're allowed to finish a really hard check. You're allowed to put your, your, your shoulder down and just absolutely crush somebody. But in today's day and age, as we've talked about so many times, it really does depend on the positioning of the player you're hitting. And that's, that's the key thing for me in this entire hit is the fact that, again, we're talking about an unsuspecting player. Now, you could argue, and I know that there's been a lot of arguments about it, that Jake Evans, and this is today's player, and I will say that confidently, they don't have the same eyes in their back of the head, awareness of potential danger when they're in those types of positions, as we did when we played Bob. You know, when we played, every single player to a man, if you talk to anybody from my generation, and actually not that long ago, if you're coming around the net and you're trying to drive that into the blue paint, you have to be aware of what's coming the other way. And I remember Jeremy Roenick absolutely destroying guys coming around that net on the power play when he was penalty killing. That was where he used to love lining guys up. When they came around the entry and they came around the net, he might not get them poking out into the blue paint, but he would just blast them on the far side of the post for the player coming around the net. And you know what? I've seen this hit a ton of times, but... You know, Mark Scheifele is one of those players for me that, I mean, I don't think he's ever been fined. He's never been suspended. This is one of those one of those hits where he just, you know what, the rule of charging is violently checking a player due to distance traveled. You know, it's, to me, it's a, subjective, it's a subjective penalty because I've seen it lots of times where it's never called and very rarely is it called. And the only time that it's called is typically when somebody gets hurt. There is a guy that you played against that used to blow guys up all not that big. Dallas Drake. Yeah, he totally. To, you know, and he he used to skate through guys. He he'd aim for their sternum. And sometimes he had to fight as a result. I remember when he got Boyd Devereaux and Devereaux was convulsing on the ice. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the I was on the bench for that hit. I remember seeing it like 15 feet away from the bench, and it's always and, scary. It's 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 an uncomfortable feeling, even when it's one of your teammates or the opposition. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody's concerned for it at that time. But you know, like I don't know. I know we we just we're just so quick to just jump on it and say, listen, this is a physical game. So do you want physicality in the game of hockey or don't you? And if you want physicality, which I think the majority of people do, unfortunately, there are going to be situations like this where somebody gets hurt from a big hit. Now, I don't necessarily think he picked head. You can slow it down to the one hundredth of a second of a frame and say, well, you know what? He contacted head on the hit. I think he literally drove through a guy. I think he went right through a guy. But again, and I will say this again, unsuspecting. So I've kind of changed my tune over the years. I'm as old school as they get. I love big hits. I like hard hockey. I don't even mind going over the line a little bit. But for me, the players today, and something they've done an exceptional job at, in my opinion, is the awareness of the position the player they're hitting is in. So, you know what? If a guy's coming across and he's not looking at you, 
and he's in a real bad spot, that used to be, you know, the eyes would light up back in the day, and you wanted to absolutely crush somebody. That was like, that was the perfect situation for a hitter. Well, in today's game, that's the perfect situation where you try and minimize. Now, there was no minimizing on that hit. That was an absolute, you know, bone-crushing hit. There's no question about it. It reminded me of the, the hit by Wendell Clark coming behind the net. Uh, I can't remember who the St. Louis defenseman was that he Bruce, crushed behind yeah. the net. Bruce yeah, Bell. Bruce Bell, yeah. But, you know, it's a different age. I get it. I get why people are up in arms. Maybe a little sensitive here in Edmonton because it's Mark Shifley. The Winnipeg Jets just beat the Edmonton Oilers. No. I get all that. But here's the thing. Um it's a unique situation. It'll be really interesting to see how the league handles this. Because, in my opinion, you know, and you know, I jokingly said when Nazem Kadri appealed his eight-game suspension, they should have tacked on two more just for good measure. You know, that was my opinion of that hit because that's a repeat offender. That's a guy that's done this yeah. before. He's gone over yeah. the line many times before. Yes, I know it's personal for me because my son was one of those ones, but just one of them of the many that he's been involved in. Um, same thing with Tom Wilson on Brandon Carlo. That's a repeat offender, a guy that continually keeps doing this, even though he's been suspended multiple times. So you have to also take that into consideration here. It's And you truly do. I know everybody says, well, it shouldn't really matter. Well, it does matter because Mark Shifley hasn't shown that he's that type of a player. So he hasn't shown that this is something he does on a regular basis. Did he go over the line? I'll say, yes, it was a predatory hit. He laid the boom down on a guy that was unsuspecting. But I'm not going to sit here and say he should get 10 games. I'm sorry. I don't even think he should get five. I'm sorry. I don't think he should. I I think he should get three. That's what I tweeted. Two to three would be in the range for sure. And two to three playoff games games is the same as five to ten, five to eight regular season games. I mean, that is a huge loss for the Winnipeg Jets. You take him out of the lineup for two, three, four, five games, whatever it's going to be, because that's probably the range, then it's – it's absolutely devastating to their playoff chances to beat the Montreal Canadiens. He's a top centerman, top player, top point producer, and you're you're taking him out of the lineup. Now, he's put himself in this position, but you know what? Like I said, and I'll say it again, I think that if Jake Evans jumps up and high-fives and celebrates the game, the, the finishing off goal, the empty net, in a one-goal game, and I, listen, I also want to say people saying the distance traveled, I mean, they were in the offensive zone. He comes back as hard as he can because he's trying to not get scored in an open end. It's a one-goal game. It's a one-goal game with over a minute to go. They still believe they can win that game. They were grinding themselves to get back in the game. So I don't look at that. I, I'm sorry. I don't look at that as, oh, he, was, he came all the way back from the face-off dot. He was thinking about killing Jake Evans. That's not how I look at that hit one little bit. Um, I, 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 Louis, I, I do think it was predatorial, and I also think that – I, I'm convinced that if that's Josh Anderson wrapping the puck around, I'm not sure he fills them in the same way. Yeah, good question. You know, I listen, Jake Evans has turned into a real good young player, you know, and I really hope he's okay. I, I really like the way he's played, and we got to see him a lot this year, and I just think there's a real upside there to his game. And he's one of those guys that just has a knack for making it difficult for the opponent, and he has the skill to do things that also punish you more. So, I truly do. I really hope he's okay, and I believe he will be. And I, you never like to see anybody go down on the ice like that. But I think that you have to understand as a player, and I'm only speaking from my own because I trust me. I've hit guys like that before, Bob, and I've and I intentionally hit guys like that before, and I was intentionally aiming high. Um, that's just the way it was. I'm not saying that it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to say that's the way the game should be anymore because I don't believe it should be. 
but it is still a really fast, the fastest it's ever been. And when you do have these types of collisions, boy, are they ever magnified because of that intensity and speed of the players today. But I just think at this, if you look at it again and you watch it, I think by the time he got to the bottom of the circles, he was already gliding by before that, in my opinion, he stopped striding. That's how I always classified a charge. For me, it was, did you take 10 hard strides and just absolutely blow someone up where it was? He had already built up the speed back-checking. Then he started to coast. He never took another stride until he braced himself for the hit, which you're supposed to do. But like I said, he hit a guy that didn't see him coming. It was almost impossible for him to not take head in that hit. That's the thing. That's the reason why I think it's a bad hit is the fact that because of the positioning the player was in. And I think he was probably frustrated. He was probably mad. And he was like, I want to stop this in its tracks. I don't think that he necessarily knew the puck was in the net yet. I don't think he cared. I think he was just trying to blow somebody up. And uh, you know what? He's going to have to answer the league for that. But I don't think it should be to the extent that people think. I I just don't. I I don't think that was the type of hit for me that, you know, I don't. Louie, I think most people think like they're, they're sort of throwing around the number two, three, or four games. Like I think three games, which is, is a lot. Don't get me wrong; that's a ton of that's a ton of games for a guy who's never been suspended, never even been fined. He's never been like he's never. Hey, everybody has a nasty side. It's the game of hockey. Everybody goes to an edge. Everybody pushes themselves and goes over that edge and over that line eventually in their career. Typically, almost everybody will eventually do that. Um, and this is kind of his situation here where he just uh, there was he didn't need to finish that check but at the same time he's going to argue that this yeah. guy was trying to wrap around a puck in my open net and there is an urgency when that ha- I know that when that when the net's open and you're coming back and you're thinking you can maybe still stop a goal everyone's saying why didn't he reach for the puck i think he was just trying to like eliminate a man i think he just wanted to finish him which he obviously did and i don't I honestly don't know, though, and I can't speak for Mark Scheifele's mindset going into that hit. I think he knew he was going to punish a guy really hard. I think he was, you know, you're hitting to hurt. And everyone says, oh, you, it was, you're hitting to hurt. You shouldn't do that. No, 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 no. That's the whole reason you're hitting. You're hitting to separate man from puck, and you're hitting to punish. I'm sorry. That is the reason why you're hitting. Do you think that you take runs at guys just because people say you should hit? No, no, no. You're trying to wear the opponent down. You're trying to bang them up, sore shoulder, you know. But by no means do I think anybody wants to hit a guy and see him not get back up. That, well, I, don't think that, I don't think that's the mentality of any player. I truly don't. Maybe a couple of guys over the years, but I think you're just trying to hit a guy real hard, and unfortunately, he, uh, he really hit him hard. For the record, uh, it's been reported, Evans said uh, a bad concussion at a rookie tournament and has had two others uh, prior to what occurred last night. Obviously, it was quite scary. Uh, Louis, I mean, I... I loved Eric Lindros as a player. Loved him. I remember when he hit Andreas Dackel from Ottawa. I thought he killed him. Seriously. Like, Dackel went straight down. It, it was, and it, it, you know, it, there was a lot of blood on the play. And and I think for some of the listeners right now that love the game, that's the concern here. We, like, are, you know, are we going to get to the, because guys are bigger, faster, stronger, you know, like Mark Scheifele, he's a little bit, he's not as thick as Eric was, but he's about the same size as Eric was. And yeah, Eric, you can get going pretty quick. You can get going and, fast. Because Eric, Eric was, and, and I know, look, he fought Scott Stevens three times. He threw <clears throat> Stevens around all three times. He, he, he fought him, but Stevens caught him, just like Stevens caught 
you know, Kozlov, just like Stevens caught uh, Paul Correa. Right here, I mean, and about 500 other guys over the course of his career. The one guy that I feared every single time I was on the ice with him, I was 100% aware every single time. And not like I was the possession entry guy anyway, coming over the blue line with the puck. But even when I was coming through the neutral zone, if I had the puck and he was on the ice, I knew exactly where he was. There's not a chance I was letting that guy line up because I knew how big I was. He was not going to take body. He was going to probably just... You know, he's, forearm he's, shiver me to the head like he did Lindros because that's right. you know that's how he stepped up on big guys and he didn't right. he didn't care he was fearless that way I mean he stepped up on Bob Probert a few times and Bob Probert threw him around like a rag doll but he he answered the bell you know like he's yeah. not uh, all right Scott Stevens was a dangerous dangerous hitter but that was allowed back then and I know it's a completely different time but what I'm trying to say is I I, I, I truly believe and I and I hate to even say this and I don't want to even put you know, any of the emphasis on Jake Evans because, again, the players are different today. He just didn't really have an awareness of what was coming his way, number one, because he was trying to put a puck in the net. He was totally focused on that. But that's where I believe the game has changed, in my opinion, is the emphasis has to be on the player hitting the puck carrier. And that's what I've said all along always. I'm always saying it's, well, it's always the onus is on the hitter Louis, did you, to did say you? he's in a bad spot. Because you're a few years younger. Did you, from the time you were six, were you playing full contact? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. same, here, same here. Because to, I, I'm, let, I'm maybe somebody can correct me. I mean, my kid doesn't play hockey, but I'm just I'm wondering whether or not, uh, you know, whether or not today, like when did children start learning how to, to hit, take a hit, receive a hit? Is it well, they, well they've, they've changed it now. This is something they've changed over the years where it was into Bantam and not Pee Wee, right? I yes. believe is that right, or Pee Wee and not not Adam? I can't even fathom what that. But, you know, like. I, so here's the thing, and I, it's funny because when that when they did that, when they changed the hitting, they they bumped it back a couple of years because they didn't want guys hitting uh, players. Sorry, hitting in in earlier leagues. I I was like, you know what? I'm kind of like fifty fifty on this. I think it's important to learn those basics, which you can still continue to work on, even though you're not hitting. You can rub out. You can still learn not to hit the head, and I think they've emphasized that a lot in minor hockey now, which is great, because that's where you learn it. You learn not to hit in the head, not to hit from behind when you're a young player. And if you allow those things to happen in Adams, Pee Wees, Bantams, Midgets, up to junior, then it's just going to continue on for the rest of their hockey career. But if you nail it early and really punish early, which they started to with headshots, um, then you learn not to. So, yeah, and I, and I say, listen, you know, like – you're right. I, I, I know where you're going with this, and I agree with you. I don't think the players of today have the same fear, number one, or respect, number two, whatever you want to call it, uh, awareness of the dangers that are coming their way in certain situations. There's so many times in games, Bob, and I'm sure you're the same as a color analyst as me. I'm sitting there going, oh, boy, man, he's so that guy is so lucky right there that that wasn't 15 years ago because he would have been hammered on that play. Yep. But again, this is Different the game. Time. This is what it is now. This is the game now. So I, I look at the game now, and I and I love it. I have to respect it. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, they should go back to the old school ways, and that was a clean hit, whatever. That was a clean hit when I played. There wouldn't even have been a suspension. I agree. There would probably be fights right afterwards, and Shifley would have had to answer the bell right away. But you know what? It would have been handled. It would have been done. And that's just the way it was. But in today's day and age, I do think that he's – He's going to get suspended. I do think he probably should get suspended only on the basis of what I said, that 
he hit an unsuspecting player. Now, final one, final one for yeah. you here, Louis. Just to wrap up, because uh, we got to get to break. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, you, you brought something up in terms of the accountability. Let's say he gets a three-game suspension, so he's back yep. for game game five. Should he should he have to answer the bell from one of the Canadians players at that time? I would suggest that Mark Shifley probably realizes that he would. I know there yep. was a situation a couple of years ago where uh, Blake Wheeler um, answered the bell early in a game, uh, Denny Malkin. Um, you know, he, you know, there was some stuff that went on, and Tom Sestito was injected into the into the lineup and fought. You, you broadcast and, that game, yeah. It was a great game. It was it was an amazing. That first period was one of the most exciting first periods I've ever called. It was just it was flat out a great game. Lots of offense, lots of hitting, a few fights. It was just it had a little bit of everything. But listen, um, I think every player kind of knows when they've crossed the line. I'm going to say that he crossed the line, but again, I don't think it's to the extent of people saying this guy shouldn't play the rest of the playoffs. I'm like, give me a break. I mean, he just, the guy came back from 200 feet working his butt off to get back in the play. And then he coasted from like, but he was still going really fast. It's just, it's an unfortunate hit and it's really too bad that it happened, but he is going to have to answer for that. And yes, I do think he's going to have to answer for that when he comes back. Louie, great stuff. Uh, love having you on the show. Uh, thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. All right, take care. That's Louie DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He's our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. We will tell you, uh, Roos Chris Edmonton, the 99th Roos Chris on 99.90 Jasper Avenue will be uh, reopening uh, June the 16th for is uh, assuming that everything continues down the path here in the province of Alberta. Uh, you can tell Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltoff that orders now sends you Roos Chris Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. It's 1254 in Edmonton. I'll bang off some texts and I'll talk about a heavy hitter when we come back in orders now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Oilers Now injury report is brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. They are the heavy hitters in injury law. Trent Brown at James H. Brown. I remember all-star safety at that time with what was known as the Edmonton Eskimos football team, now the Edmonton Elks. And they were playing Winnipeg. Trent, as you know, was a safety. And one of the Winnipeg slots came across the middle, and he got all of them. One of those hits right in the sternum. I remember talking to Trent about it, and he just said, Stoff, you want the big hit? You never want to see a guy in that position after the big hit. It was just one of those situations where my helmet got him in the wrong spot, and uh, he was in trouble, and that guy's got a family too. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And the funny thing is Trent played corner for the U of A Golden Bears for the late Jim Donlevy and was not an overly physical player, and then in the CFL became a banger as a uh, safety uh, back in the day. Again, uh, very quickly with an update on the injury report, here's Brendan Escott. Well, Jake Evans obviously does have a concussion sidelined indefinitely, but is resting at home according to NHL or rather at uh, the hotel room in uh, Winnipeg according to NHL insider John Shannon. Uh, that was following the game. So it sounds like he's trending in the right direction as you just heard. Now, uh, Hurricanes forward Vinny Trocek doubtful for tonight's Game 3 against Tampa. He's got an undisclosed closed injury suffered in game two. Uh, Rod Brendamore said they'll uh, let him take warm-up and see. It's unlikely he's going to be ready, though. They'll miss his offense, Bobby, at 43 points and 47 regular season games. 
All right, very quickly, uh, let's go to Randy, who texts us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hey, Bob, I'm a big fan of Louis DeBrus, but I can't agree with his view on the Evans hit. It was a 100% predatory hit. I didn't play in the NHL like Louie and can understand all and uh, hits and battles that he's and Jared delivered over his career, but the game has evolved to remove those types of plays. Evans was prone, Shifley knew he was late, and the puck was in the net, and he was there to punish Evans. He was aware that he was contacting the head. Louie didn't like it when Cadre targeted his son, but whether the offending player is a repeat offender, yes, they should get extra games as a repeat offender. It shouldn't allow a player freebies for illegal hits, whether there's an injury. Shifley should get three to five games. That one comes to us from Randy. Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack. When we come back on Oilers Now, after Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.